Welcome to another episode of Complete Developer Podcast, the podcast by coders for coders about all aspects of creating your best life as a developer. I'm Will, the accomplished developer, author, and software architect. And I'm Beach, the journeyman developer sharing my journey in development. Complete Developer Podcast is supported by listeners like you. We are now on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Complete Developer Podcast. Compassionate and friendly, the peacemaker or Enneagram Type 9 is the mediator in life. They are able to see all sides of a situation and find a compromise so that everyone comes out a winner. However, if not careful, they will lose themselves in their avoidance of conflict. In this episode, we take a deep dive into the Enneagram Type 9. We'll look at what motivates them, how they respond to situations, and how to interact with a nine, whether you are a coworker, friends, or romantic. But before we get started, Will, what conflicts have you been avoiding this week? Uh, good old Docker. It's ruining my day right now. So I thought I had resolved the issue that I was having where it was allocating a port and then not deallocating. And it mm-hmm. turns out to not be true. And so today I was like, okay, I'm going to update DSM on my Synology NAS because, you know, it's the new version supposed to be better. Maybe something down the stack will be fixed and it won't do this anymore. And so I started copying all my files, you know, made a, made a backup of everything on the NAS itself. And then um, another copy on my personal machine because I'm, you know, like a paranoid like that. And halfway through copying stuff on the NAS, the, the ladies that cleaned the house came down here and they were fumbling around. And so I got out of here because it's noisy and can't get anything done anyway. I came back and I went to check the uh, status on the NAS and it wasn't connecting. So I'm like, okay. Finally figured out they just bumped a cable, but it's got one of those big wall wart things on it. And so it fell off the back and disconnected it while I was Uh copying files. So I had to plug it back in. This was at three o'clock. It is still performing the data scrub thing that it does when it has a sudden power outage. Mm-hmm. And I had to recopy those files because it was halfway through and cut it off. So I had to Ugh. remove. <clears throat> it was like a two-hour long copy job. And so the copy just finished, and I'm now waiting on the you know, the uh, sanity check on the disks to to finish so, so I can update. But yeah, the, the Docker stuff is really ticking me off right now just in terms of you know, like things like managing secrets and all that kind of stuff and like how those pieces are all wired together is still not something I've got my head around. And so I'm uh, struggling uh, quite a bit with that. On the plus side, I did take the Raspberry Pi upstairs and hook it up, and now I've got a kitchen computer because it was like just sitting here collecting dust, and I'm like, I have literally all the pieces I need to hook this up. Why has this been sitting here for a month and a half? <laughs> so like during the downtime, I was productive. It was just kind of like, oh, that's good. That's good. Not that's in the hilarious. way I was uh, wanting. <laughs> yeah. So how about yeah. you? <laughs> oh my goodness. That, that cracks me up. So I have been avoiding CSS. Uh, not really. Actually, I've been doing a very, very poor job of avoiding CSS lately. Got to get that agility training in. I know, I know. I've just been dealing with a couple of stories about the look and feel of an app that has... We finished like the fun parts, you know, the actual development on it and are kind of now taking in like the customer opinions and, oh, hey, we would like it to look like this or, or have that. We've added a few things, but yeah, I was I was dealing with some CSS 
yesterday and a little bit today too. So small groups are starting at church. Uh, they actually, we had kickoff Sunday, so that was cool. I got a text today from our small group, like the coordinator, and she's like, are you in every single small group? <laughs> and I was like, like you. Yeah, yeah, it does. I'm like, no, uh, I just, I was like, you know, I've been really busy and haven't like had a chance to hang out with people much. So I was feeling a little lonely and probably overdid it. Maybe. I don't know. You know, because I've been really heavily focused on writing the outline for the group that I'm leading. And so I just haven't been going out and stuff. Uh, And so I'm like, all right, I want to be around people. I want to hang out. So I'm like signing up for all these groups. And most of them are like, last night I went to trivia night. And that's like, uh, all right, whoever shows up, we play trivia. Not a you need to be there every week kind of group. You know, there's a couple of others that I've signed up for that are just sort of like every other weekend type stuff. So anyway, last night was a lot of fun. It's been quite a while since I've played trivia. We were number one at the halfway point in the game. Okay. At the end of the game, we had one point. Okay. And you didn't win. I take it. No, no. We were in the top 10, though. Okay. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we, we, we finished the game with the one point and I, I made the joke, one is better than none. And so, yeah. But uh, no, we, uh, we were so close on that last question. We were off by one on the last question, quite literally. So like the last question in trivia, well, at least this particular trivia, is you, you get the topic and it was uh, US military history. And so... One of the guys the that was there, he was like, I got this, y'all. I got this. And so, like, all right. So we had, I think we had 71 points. We bet 70 points on it. And uh, he was off by one. <laughs> he said World War II. The answer was World War One. And what was the question? Highest casualties? No, uh, Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. Yeah, like I knew it was a world war, but I wasn't sure two or one. And he said two and was so confident with it. I was like, all right, we're going to write that. So I wrote it down. I handed it to the person who was walking up there. And one of the other girls was like, are you sure it wasn't one? He's like, no, I was two. I'm sure it's two. All right. So she takes it up there. And then it was one. We should have listened to uh, to Stephanie. She She was right. So in better news, I mean, we had a lot of fun. So that wasn't bad news. But in better news. I hit a milestone this weekend. Well, kind of two, actually. I, I think I've told you guys that I've been eating healthier and created a routine around going to the gym every day. Well, I was able to fit into dress pants a smaller size, which I don't know if you're familiar with this, but jeans are a bit stretchier than dress pants. So like, yeah. I could fit into a smaller jean size before I could fit into a smaller dress pant size. Also... Uh, I got to make sure to put the word pants in there because I don't want to say I can fit into a smaller dress size. Right. You're not from East Nashville. <laughs> uh, also, um, on the weight front, I've lost 25 pounds in the last two months. So, you know, the eating healthier and going to the gym every day is definitely working. I am almost back to where I was pre-COVID. Nice. Yeah. I'm like probably 10 pounds away from that. I gained a lot over COVID. Gym's closed. I wasn't eating the healthiest and then did the thing riding my motorcycle out to like local breweries to give them business and coming back and drinking beer at home. 
instead of out, I, uh, you know, drank more and got fat. So that's, uh, that's pretty hardcore. Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited about that. Um, like, you know, like I said, it's, it's been going, it's been going well. Went to the gym today, going to the gym tomorrow. Sort of my thing now. Saving money is hard, especially when you're just trying to keep the peace. Lucas Casares is a fee-only certified financial planner. He owns and runs Level Up Financial Planning virtually out of Fort Collins, Colorado. And just like us here at CDP, his focus is on helping you to not only establish a real plan to get you to your goals, but to also take action on that plan so that you can create your best life. Guys, working with a financial planner is an investment. And investing in financial planning services... Uh, what it really comes down to is whether or not you can improve your finances. And with the help of Level Up Financial Planning, the compounding impact of making better financial decisions will easily pay for itself. And speaking of paying, Level Up has a unique pricing model that will help you no matter where you are in your financial journey. Yeah, and the the nice thing about that is that Lucas is a fiduciary for his clients. And what that means is he's not here to sell you a product. So you pay for a service from him and his job then is to help you better your financial situation, not get you to buy some financial product. You can catch his podcast, Techie Personal Finance Bootcamp, which I just subscribed to today because it finally showed up in the feed where he covers financial topics you probably face and interviews other techies who share how they navigated their careers. And you can also learn more at levelupfinancialplanning.com. So guys, we've said this seven times already. The Enneagram of personality, or just the Enneagram, is a representation of personalities using a geometric figure, also called an Enneagram, but with a little e, lowercase e, uh, to express nine interconnected personality types. Now, if you go back to our episode about the Enneagram, there is an image of this, or you can just Google Enneagram and it'll pop up. While each type is unique, it is related to other types through the circle connecting the type to each of its wings, um, which are the, the two types on either side of it. And the lines or arrows in the center of the circle connecting the types to the ones it imitates in either times of stress or in times of growth. The Enneagram is used in business management training uh, along with counseling to better understand interpersonal dynamics in the workplace. Types 8, 9, and 1 constitute the gut triad. This triad is primarily motivated by anger. Those in the gut triad tend to filter life at a gut level or by instinct. Because of that, they tend to be motivated by a desire to be independent and stay in control of their own life. Of the three, nines avoid their anger, preferring to forget they have anger rather than to address it. At their best, nines are natural mediators, able to see both sides of any disagreement. They're then able to see themselves as independent, but in relation to others, and bring a calming influence wherever they go. They are supportive and inclusive, and they bring people together. At their worst, nines will avoid problems and try to remove themselves from any conflict. They uh, dissociate to the point of becoming numb and depersonalized. 
They're not able to make decisions for themselves, becoming overly dependent on others in their lives. In this episode, we'll be looking at the nines. Uh, As with previous episodes, we'll take a balanced approach, diving into both the positive and negative traits of the peacemaker. We'll start with a discussion of the main characteristics of the nine. Then we'll look at the related types through wings and arrows. Finally, we'll close out the discussion with interactions between nines at work, in friendships, and in relationships. And in the aftercast, we'll spend some time talking about growth strategies for nines, how they can improve themselves, and then also how you, as a friend or relative of a nine, can help them better themselves. So to begin, the Enneagram type nine is the peacemaker. Their devotion to peace, both within themselves and between others, is why the Nine is called the Peacemaker. They're trusting, accepting, supportive, and creative people. Yeah, I actually know quite a few Nines. Like, yeah, it's it's interesting. I go to church with several. A good friend of mine, he is a Nine. Both of my sisters are Nines, which Will's got this look on his face like, one is a Nine Wing 1, the other one is a Nine Wing 8. You can, can guess which is which. Though. Yeah. Yeah. You can you can totally figure out which is which um, if you know my sisters. And the Enneagram. <laughs> if you can remember the Enneagram. Yeah, that's true. The thing with the Peacemaker is their downfall is that they can become too willing to keep the peace and go along with others even when they know that it is wrong. They avoid conflict. I would say like the plague, but you know. Not everyone avoids that, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> well, but, uh, that's why it's yeah. a good plague, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They they avoid it even when it is necessary. So they they will not stand up for themselves. They will they will go along with what they know is not the best or not the right option because they don't want to create disharmony or conflict with other people. Nines are often very spiritual, considered spiritual seekers. Their desire for harmony and connection extends beyond just connecting with other people, but to connecting with a higher power. Yeah, of all of the types on the Enneagram, nines are the most spiritual, partly because they do tend to escape into their inner selves when when they're around conflict, but also because they are seeking inner peace. And they do that through spirituality. However, that spirituality can be harmful for the peacemaker who doesn't have a firm grasp of who they are. You know, since nines tend to forget themselves, they can turn positive spiritual experiences into escapism, trying to avoid the tensions and the conflicts in life. And, you know, I I have seen this with with people in the past who will get overly involved in yoga or meditation. Yeah. I've I've known quite a few like that. Yeah. Or nines are very susceptible for to cults too because of this. Because they are looking for that peace, that spiritual meaning and And a place to belong. Yeah. Yeah. And and they're they tend to forego themselves. So they are very easily led by cult leaders and cult of personality types too. 
even when it's not a cult, they they still fall into that. As a member of the gut or anger triad, nines can become very grounded and in touch with their instincts. However, when they're not grounded, they will retreat into a fantasy world of their mind or emotions. Uh, this is something that permeates a fair few of the nines that we know. They don't have the grasp on reality that they need. Yeah. Um, during some, at least during some period of their life. And you got to have other people around that kind of pull you back into it. This is one of the things I, I enjoy talking with my sister because we can have these deep spiritual conversations. We had one just this past Sunday. I called her as I was driving home from the grocery store and it was such a good conversation. I drove past my turn to, on my, onto my road just so that I could drive a little further and keep the conversation going. And the reason it was so good is because she has that deep spirituality, but is also very grounded. Yeah. And so like we, like we could get off into these kind of heady spiritual topics, but then, you know, she's bringing it right back down to reality. And so that, that's some of the things that like conversations with nines can be really amazing. I have a friend at church and we'll go out for coffee sometimes. And he is just like, it is so much fun because we can go out and we can, we can talk about some seriously deep topics. And then we could also be sitting there talking about muscle cars. Yeah. You know, and it might switch. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it might be a deep, like, I mean, it might be a discussion about muscle cars. that suddenly becomes a deep spiritual discussion. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because some of our, you know, some of my friends that are nines are, are that same, that same kind of headspace. And the thing is, it's not like they're not flitting. Like it's a logical progression. It it is. Though in a little bit, we will talk about how nines have trouble staying on task because they get distracted very easily. And that has to do with that kind of that, that headiness when they're not as well grounded. So the interesting thing about peacemakers is like, we we've talked about each type having their own superpower or uncanny ability. Nines have the uncanny ability to see every viewpoint at the same time. So when they're, and this is the interesting thing, it's when they're not involved in the argument. Right. It's been my experience having two sisters who are nines that they don't do this as well when they are like one of the sides. Yeah. Like the way I think about it is, is it's, they're the most likely people to be able to get someone out of a cult hostage negotiation, but they're also, one of the most likely people to be the victim of that cult hostage negotiation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and having um, two sisters who are nines and then me, who's a two growing up was interesting uh, because, you know, if I got into it with one of my sisters, the other one would be the mediator. Yeah. Of course. Then if the two of them got into it, which would did happen from time to time, I just, you know, being the helper, I helped both sides prank each other. Yeah, you egg it on. <laughs> I already knew what you were going to say. <laughs> um, so you're the, like the, the weapons dealer in that war. <laughs> yeah. The The interesting thing is that nines are even able to integrate like very opposing views into a working solution that will satisfy everyone involved. Again, this is like from my experience and, you know, most of us growing up with my sisters, but from my experience, it's been 
nines, when they're not in the argument, when they're outside of it, are able to go, hey, I can see both sides. And definitely healthy, because if they're not healthy, they're like, you're arguing, I'm going to go hide in the corner. Yeah. You know? Or they're they're fighting. I've got my book. You know? It doesn't involve me. I'm over here. So, yeah. Well, the other thing is, if they're not careful, they can get really disconnected from who they are because they're able to see all these other viewpoints. And a lot of times that means not focusing on their own to the Mm -hmm. point of defending it. And so they lose themselves in their ability to see the world from all those different viewpoints. Yeah. Now, as children, a lot of nines grew up in homes where they didn't feel that their needs were important. At some point growing up, they received the wounding message that their needs don't matter much. And as such, they see themselves as overlooked or less important than others. AKA middle children. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like deep, deep down, they, they definitely have the, the middle child syndrome going on here of, you know, they're not the oldest who does everything first and they're not the youngest who is the baby. They're the one who just gets overlooked and forgotten and, oh, well, I'm not really that important. So, you know, that's the the message they get is that, and so they internalize that mes- message. You know, they they take it and it becomes a core of who they are. They truly believe that their opinions are less important than others. And consequently... They're often easygoing and willing to play whatever games the others want to play. And they do have an amazing ability for sensing the needs of other people and putting them at ease because they kind of had to do that growing up. Yeah. One of the authors of the book talks about their daughter, who is a nine, and how they would have church groups over. And every time the when she was like four or five, she would just go up to someone and curl up in their lap and just snuggle up to them. And people always said they felt so calm and peaceful afterward. And then it was like years later, someone said, did you ever notice that like without knowing it, whenever she would go up to someone, it was always the person who had just lost a family member or who was going through a divorce or who was going through some emotionally like trying time. Yeah. Um, and it's because nines can sense that. And like yeah. with twos, we can sense what you need. Nines can sense when you're going through, like when you need comfort. That's their, their other special ability, I guess. As children, peacemakers become very uncomfortable around conflict between family members, especially parents. They'll often become the mediator in family squabbles. And this is something I've seen in my own family. Um, I'm thinking of one person in particular in the family that does this a lot. And it's like, you know, if you just let let those two like throw some punches, like it probably wouldn't be a problem next year. But they they got to get in the middle and calm it down. Yeah. Unfortunately for the nine, not everyone is willing to compromise. When this happens, they feel angry. But since they perceive their opinion as less important and they feel like they're just going to be ignored, they tend to hold in that anger and hide it. They don't want people to know that they are angry. 
I had a nine one time tell me that got angry with me about something and tell me, you know, I really trust you because I'm expressing my anger around you. Yeah. Yeah. Because they don't want people to even know they feel anger. They don't want, they don't want to believe it themselves. So instead, what they do is they tend to escape into either lethargy, not doing anything, or into their minds, into a fantasy world. A lot of times through reading or spirituality can be, a, yeah. be an escape for them. As positive as it can be for them, if they're not healthy or they're not careful, it can become escapism. Well, the dose and the timing of the dose makes the poison, right? Yeah. Peacemakers also tend to bottle up their anger and their frustration and keep it hidden. And so they behave like they're not angry. And when they do release it, they unload months or years worth of pent-up anger. And it can take other people completely by surprise. Or they'll let it leak out slowly as passive-aggressive behavior. And often, frankly, you get both. (laughs) If you get a yeah, really unhealthy say, one, <laughs> it's it's usually they're they're bottling and they're bottling and like a little bit slips out through passive aggressiveness, and that's and when then, you need to watch out. <laughs> yeah, and then there's this explosion, and it's stuff that they've been holding for years, and you're like, "What? I I didn't even know that that was an issue back then because you were cool with it." Yeah, and. and Nine's relationship to anger is very interesting because they're they're in the anger or gut triad, but they're like, I don't have anger, I don't have anger, I don't have anger, and then they erupt. Yeah. If they trust you, they might erupt uh, in other ways, but yeah. Now, while nines don't want to be the center of attention, what they crave, I mean, they really, really want is someone to notice them. Because they feel like they're unworthy. They feel like they're not worth noticing. They want someone to show them they are important. Now, they're looking for a place where they belong. And I, I have seen this, especially in your... You see this a lot in your kind of average, like maybe moving, becoming healthier nines. When they're yeah. not, not very unhealthy, but not healthy yet, is when you see a lot of that that kind of like wanting to do stuff a lot and like trying to distract themselves from things. And we'll talk about that when we get into the various examples in just a bit. The basic desire for the peacemaker is to have a sense of peace and stability. And they need this not only for themselves, but for those that they are around. Yeah. It's not just inner peace. Like they're not the types that, I can be calm while the world is like fighting all around me. No, they need themselves to be calm and the world around them to be calm. They go out of their way to keep the peace in stressful situations. A lot of times they'll sacrifice themselves, their wants, their desires just to avoid conflict and keep the peace. And this is how they can end up like losing themselves in relationships in friendships and things like that. Because they don't want to, like, they don't want to cause conflict, so they just go along, even though they don't want to. Well, and that combined with the anger means that when the friendship or relationship or whatever ends, it does so very suddenly. Mm -hmm. And the other party just 
didn't see it coming. The basic fear for the peacemaker is of loss and separation. They're afraid that if they don't keep the peace, then others will leave them. So, you know, they, they're afraid that if they do disagree with someone, that they're going to lose that friend forever. Or if they argue in a relationship, that that relationship is going to be over. Which, honestly, the relationships end up being more healthy than not if you do actually argue some. The fear of loss and separation combined with the desire to avoid conflict leads the nine to stay in relationships long after those relationships should have ended. They'll drag stuff out for years sometimes or lifetimes sometimes. So now let's talk about some examples, some healthy, average, and unhealthy. I know we kind of mentioned that a little bit earlier. The healthy nine is autonomous and fulfilled. They're able to see all sides of an argument and even find compromise between drastically opposing opinions. Peacemakers naturally tend toward mediation. Like that is what they do without even realizing they're doing it. I, I have literally seen, I've seen my sister do this where her kids were fighting and she just sort of stepped in and like both of the kids was happy afterward. Yeah. And it, it's, it's weird how they, they do this. I mean, they're, they're accepting, they're emotionally stable and they're able to trust both themselves and others. And because of that, they're at ease with life and they have a harmonizing influence on groups, you know, because like if, if your friend is standing there in the middle trying to calm both sides down, you don't really want to lash out at the friend or undermine them. Yeah. And, and but so even it's kind of has a, even when there's uh, not conflict, yeah. like they, when they're healthy, especially like the, the healthier, the nine, the more harmonizing they just are naturally. So groups will have fewer conflicts when you have a healthy nine around. Now, when you have an unhealthy nine or an average nine, maybe not. But when you have a very healthy nine in your group of friends, you're just less likely to have conflict. Yeah. Well, they'll also hit it off before it ever gets to that point. Yeah. Um, So, I mean, that helps a lot. Now, the average nine may appear easygoing, but their fear of conflict causes them to become overly accommodating uh, to the point of losing themselves. Uh, they may be active, but they're not engaged in what they're actually doing. Yeah, so we're going to talk about their their deadly sin soon, which is, uh, but they, they do have a tendency towards lethargy when they get to the unhealthy area. But at this average area, they're trying, it's like they're trying not to get to that place of being unhealthy. So they get over-involved overactive they go they push too hard and they're not really there in what they're doing you know they're just doing stuff to be doing stuff and i've seen this i remember i think thankfully she doesn't listen to the podcast so she's not going to fuss at me for saying this but i remember when my youngest sister went through a really bad breakup well you remember this too Uh because she started training in martial arts with us Uh uh-huh just she was like and we were we were roommates at the time because i was working in nashville and she was going to school there and so like 
she was on the go all the time. And I'm a very active person. And it was even much for me. Was that when we were roommates or was that after? Oh, that was, no, that's when she and I were roommates. Okay. I was like, no, 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 no. She was in middle school when we were roommates. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I don't remember that. Okay. Yeah, no. But yeah, um, I remember another time that she got in trouble with my parents for something and called me up because she's like, I don't know what to do because she's a baby. She's never been in a lot of trouble. And I was like, come down here. I already have a party planned with these people who you already know. And she was in high school at the time. So she came down and stayed at uh, at my apartment with me that weekend. And we just like, we had that party Friday night. We spent like all day Saturday running around. We went to the mall. We did this. We did that. Went to church on Sunday. And then she drove back. But like, that was the thing. She was in a, she was in a rough spot at that point and she was being active. And she probably doesn't remember any of the stuff that we did, but she remembers that I did it with her. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's what, that's what helped. And like staying active, it it helped her get from, from that average to not go into unhealthy, but to move back up to toward healthy. So like that is, it's almost like this weird defense mechanism that you wouldn't think from nines who are usually very introverted and like heady and like to like read books and be by themselves and have their own little you know, corner in the house and stuff. But no, when they're, when they're at this level, they're trying to distract themselves. And so they'll get very, very active and they'll get very distracted too. So they'll be like doing one thing. It's like, Ooh, this over here. Ooh, squirrel. And I've seen that with quite a few of my friends who are also nines when they were kind of in that sort of not quite healthy, but not unhealthy state. They are willing to stand up for others, but not themselves. However unimportant the nine feels, every now and then, the mediocre nine will realize that they need to work on themselves. And it's like at this sort of like medium level, they start to see, hey, you know, that's what we were talking about with the, the activities being sort of a defense against that lethargy. But they'll they'll realize, hey, I'm not healthy because again, that's that spiritual side. That's that, you know, thinking like internal side. They start thinking more about themselves when they're, they're here. You know, they're, they're trying to work toward that healthiness where they can like think of themselves and others and move away from like thinking so lowly of themselves. And so they'll, they'll have these moments in this sort of average range where they'll realize, Hey, I need to work on myself. And that can be interesting if you're close with a nine and suddenly they decide, you know, they've been all like acquiescing to the stuff that you want to do and things like that. And all of a sudden they're like, no, I need to work on myself. Yeah. Hard boundaries. All of a sudden comes down like blast doors. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, wait, there was like no warning. And they because they're not at that healthy level, they tend to be a bit selfish about this sometimes. Yeah. Or it's, it's, it's like an overreaction. Yeah. Yeah. So like if they had the boundaries and, and done things in a healthy way before they wouldn't be at the point where they've just got to slam the door. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting because it, it, 
from from the outside perspective, because I've I've seen this, I've seen this with you know friends and family members, where it's just like all of a sudden they're they're not unhealthy, they're not healthy, but all of a sudden they're like, I need to work on myself, and so I'm just like cutting all these people out of my life, yeah, because they're unhealthy, and it's like, or I'm making these like drastic changes without you know talking to anyone about it or without you know talking to the people it affects yeah or that considering the ramifications even to yourself necessarily yeah, yeah. and like it, it's like this this drastic change there sometimes um and it's not always bad a lot of times they do need to focus on themselves it's the reaction that causes other people who have seen them as someone who is just sort of like lackadaisical, easygoing, all of a sudden they're bam. And they're like, they use, this is usually combined with like that excessive activity. And they're just like, who are you? Yeah. You're a different person. And it's as they're working toward, toward that healthy side, they're trying to better themselves. It's just sort of comes off really odd sometimes. Going in the other direction, uh, unhealthy peacemakers become so dependent on others that they're unable to make decisions on their own. They feel unable to face problems, but they try to hide this, so they flip between always agreeing and actually expressing anger. Yeah. It's interesting because they'll be like, they'll go along and they'll go along like with everything and everything, and then suddenly they're anger. And of course, you have to understand that this is not angry compared to other types. This is angry compared to other nines. Yeah. So what might seem like a small thing to you or me is a huge ordeal to them because they don't even like acknowledging they have anger. Yeah. And it's also shocking coming from them because they acquiesce so much and it, it it's just all of a sudden, you know, you're, you're the offense is caused by the surprise. Yeah. Like if somebody's always belligerent or they're always pushed back, it's not that big of a deal. But, you know, like if, if you know, when Santa Claus makes a fist, you know, the world listens. <laughs> yeah. No. Now, at their worst, nines can become so disengaged with life that they are catatonic. They completely lose themselves in a disoriented fugue. And uh, they can literally just lay around in bed and do nothing for days at a time. And it, it appears like depression. Well, and I mean, to some degree, it probably kind of is, right? Because, you know, it's that, that negative feedback loop that takes everything in. Of course, that also goes into their deadly sin, which is sloth. Nines have a tendency to shut down and disconnect from the world when they're not healthy. Uh, they separate themselves from even their own internal motivation. So they have, they just lose their drive and their wants to continue. My wife described somebody like this, and I'm trying to think the way she put it. It was something to the effect of, well, they're just going to go home and sit in a corner and eat wet cigarettes in the dark. You know, they're just bottomed out and they're not going anywhere. I think I remember her saying that because I've, I've heard her say that phrase before. Yeah, and I'm trying to remember who it was about, but of course, you know, we can't say on here anyway. <laughs> There's three or four good candidates for that. <laughs> true, that's true. Now, <laughs> y'all, a lot of times the term sloth is related to laziness or physical inaction. 
However, with the Peacemaker, unless they're at their absolute worst, uh, it's more of a form of personal or internal lack of drive that leads to this slothfulness. So like when we were talking about the average nine being very active, but not engaged in what they're doing, they're, they're out, they're going out, they're doing a lot of stuff, but it's for distraction. It's not, they're driven to go do something. You know, it, a lot of times it doesn't have, it doesn't have purpose other than distracting them. The nine doesn't want to be upset by what's going on in their life. So if things aren't going well, they tend to shut down. And this means that they completely disengage from themselves and figuring out what it is they want in life or addressing their own needs. They just kind of throw up their hands and stop. Yeah. They tend to live in fear that if they express themselves, their needs, that the important relationships in their life will fall apart. This goes back to that fear of separation. They prioritize comfort and tranquility so high that they can become lost in what others want instead of going after their desires. This this also has to do with like the status quo and they don't like mixing things up. So uh, back to what we were talking about before with them staying in relationships longer than they should. They don't want to like mix it up. So they'll hold on for a long time beyond that point. And we're, we're going to probably talk about that a little bit when we talk about the, uh, the relationships with nines. Nines can lack self-awareness, especially around their anger, which causes them to run the risk of over or under eating. They may also abuse depressants such as alcohol to hide from feelings of loneliness or to self-medicate to relieve anxiety around conflict or stressful situations. Yeah, I, I have seen this in friends and family members. I have heard people tell me about this who are nines where they're like going through a really stressful situation. And I was like, yeah, I just wasn't hungry, so I just didn't eat. And so, yeah, it's just, um, or others have said that they, they're like, yeah, I used to not really drink that much. And then I went through like this and I think it was a loss of a parent. And like, I just started drinking a lot, like going out all the time with people. And I was like, yeah, that, that makes sense. You know? And then when that stressfulness passed, they sort of like backed off of it but yeah so now let's talk about some wings and things or wings and arrows the nine with an eight wing is called the referee Um, they're more stubborn energetic and outgoing than other nines Um, you know they have the eight or challenger portion in there which brings a complicated combination to the nine's natural need to avoid conflict and boy can they be stubborn Trust me, I know I have a sister who is a referee. <laughs> she can she can be rather pig-headed at times, for sure. But uh, yeah, they're called the referee because they will step into situations and challenge both sides. They confidently express themselves, uh, though it should be noted that their extra confidence is in relation to other nines. You know, their confidence isn't in relation to like a three or an eight who is just going to be like right up in your face. They're still going to be, you know, less than that. Uh, The nine wing eight is better able to be direct, 
and clearly state what is important to them than other nines. And they're more confrontational. Again, this is relative uh, to yeah. other nines. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing. They're, they're going to not just step in when people are fighting and be like, whoa, holding back the two sides and telling them what they're doing wrong and stuff and then try to find a solution. But they see something wrong. They're going to go up and be like, all right, no, this, this needs to change. Um, thing about it is being a nine, they still see themselves and their needs as less important. But that eight wing is going to drive them to stand up for others they perceive to be in need. So like they're going to be more confrontational when they see others needing help. Now, a nine with a one wing is called the dreamer. And they're more orderly and critical because they get the piece in from the one or the perfectionist. And it brings the ability to stay focused to a otherwise easily distracted nine. And this allows them to accomplish more than other nines. Yeah. Other, well, not other nines, but the dreamer, they, they have more of an internal drive. Um, now, they're called the dreamer because of their strong sense of right and wrong, which leads them to be involved in a lot of social causes or maybe even larger peacemaking efforts. Uh, this combined with the focus brought by the one wing allows them to be able to see their dreams come to reality. So you have this very spiritual nine who desires peace and they they can see this this great thing, this thing that needs to be done. We throw in that that one wing, that drive of the one, and the nine gets out there and takes action on that. The nine wing one, however, can be more critical of themselves than even other nines, and they tend to fall into more passive aggressive behavior when they're upset, but they don't address their anger. And again, Beach has a sister like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. She um it's so funny because being a two, when I'm under stress, I tend to take on eight characteristics. And my sister, who's a nine wing eight, we both have very similar reactions to to getting angry. We are getting angry. We kind of are like firecrackers. We explode and then it's over with. Yeah, my mother's the same way. Yeah. But my mom, who is a one wing nine, and my other sister, who is a nine wing one, um, they, on the other hand, are like charcoal they will just sit and just like slowly heat up until it gets so hot you can't stand it and like they'll they'll hold on to it and they'll just simmer and simmer and simmer in it and and that's one of the things that the nine wing one has to watch out for thing about them is these nines make phenomenal leaders they have the ability to see all the perspectives of the members of their teams with that drive of the one and the integrity that makes people want to follow them. They are just, they are phenomenal leaders. The direction of integration or health for the nine points to the three or the performer. So when they're moving from unhealthy, you know, self-forgetting and slothfulness 
the nine becomes more energetic and they focus on self-development like the three does. Yeah, we, we kind of talked about that in our examples, how at that average, you can see them starting to like every now and then hit a, hey, I need to focus on myself. But when when they're in that average, they haven't developed healthy habits. So it's like they can be very rigid with it sometimes and just like, boom, I need to work on myself. You know, um, whereas a healthy, healthier nine would be like, hey, I need to work on myself. So let me like ease into it and things like that. Moving towards health, these nines are able to recognize their own wants and needs as well as having the drive to achieve them. They become more goal oriented and have less trouble making decisions on their own. And peacemakers who are becoming more healthy and you know, act more like performers, they'll not have as much issue with getting things started. While they will want to do a lot, they find that their focus is improved and they're able to stick with one thing to completion. And I have, I have seen this in my sisters where they're like, when they're healthier, they're able to just like put their mind on something and get it done. And when they're not, not so much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Now they start to believe that their thoughts and opinions matter in the world around them. And they're able to really find the peace that they so desperately seek because they're able to express themselves. So going the other direction the direction of disintegration or stress for nine points to the six or loyalist. Yeah. When under stress, the normally engaged, overly dependent nine becomes anxious and wary of others like an unhealthy six. Yeah. They tend to overcommit themselves. Back to what we were talking about at that, that average, they're going the other direction. They can become rigid in their thinking, you know, very this way or this way. It's like they they don't see the gray areas as much and they worry about things without really understanding why they're having these feelings. And their ability to make decisions is hindered by this anxiety, which feeds into their already existing self-doubt. And this makes them even more dependent on other people. Then under a lot of stress, especially when they're unhealthy, uh, normally thoughtful, slow to respond nine will become reactive, which goes against their very nature. They will be, they'll almost snap. And this is what we're talking about with the, they've got all this stuff pent up and then they just snap. And, and this is when it happens is they're under a lot of stress. They're very unhealthy um, or both. And they, they just snap and they, didn't think it out, so they just unload everything. So speaking of unloading everything, uh, let's talk a little bit about interactions with nines. The key to interacting with a nine is the understanding that as much as they want to be heard, they do not think their opinions matter as much as not upsetting the status quo. So that's the yeah. thing you got to get them out of. To the yeah. I, like that's, it's just, it's important to understand that going into any interaction with them is that for them, they don't want to disrupt. And that can be very annoying when you're a disruptor. Yeah. And you have friends who are nines who are just like, no, don't, don't cause disharmony. And you're like, people bring me in to stir things up. You don't bring me in to, to calm down. Like yeah. I come in, I stir it up. I get, I mix it up. And then people like you come in and you, you go, okay, now that it's stirred up, let's, let's rebuild. 
And so it's it, it can be interesting because I have, like I said, I have sisters and several friends who are nines, and it, yeah, some of the the few the few times I've actually gotten them angry uh, with me after after childhood has been when I just come in and stir things up because that's what I do. Like I, I see a situation where it's like there's a lot of stagnation here and things aren't getting better, so let's mix it up. So yeah, and they don't like that at all. Because they are so concerned with not upsetting the delicate peace and avoiding conflict that they'll forget they have needs or wants or they will put them aside to keep the peace. So it's very important to understand that that they do have opinions. They're just not going to tell you. They just don't express Yeah. But when they do reach a tipping point, they'll absolutely boil over and then they feel bad about it. Uh, Oftentimes sending an apology after standing up for themselves. I've just totally the way my mother is. Yeah, I've I've received those texts many many times from friends and siblings. What you need to do is be patient when they reach this place because it takes a lot out of them to gather up the courage to even just speak up. And even if it's a small thing that they just like speak out against, understand that that took a lot out of them. A lot of times they'll not just talk about the current issue but They'll have stuff like pent up that they will unload. Um, And it's best to just let them get it out. Don't argue with them because that's going to cause them more stress and conflict. Let them unload. And then they'll come back and go, I'm sorry, I didn't offer a solution. Or I'm so sorry for unloading on you. And, And then you can get to that solution or resolution there. Peacemakers are harmonizers, though, and they do bring with them a sense of community, especially when they're healthy and they're able to express their own needs. So, you know, if they're not in the state where they're unloading, you know, it's it's very helpful. Um, and honestly, the unloading, you get a lot out of that, too. It's just different. Uh, so now let's talk about nines in the workplace. Uh, they tend to create a supportive and inclusive environment that brings people together in cooperation. They like structure and routine in their workplace and typically avoid more chaotic professions. I I read in the book about a teacher saying why they like being a teacher because it's like, I know what I'm teaching. I know the curriculum. I know this. But they don't like when they change it up. Yeah. And I could see them being, you know, more like counselor types or those kind of things, you know, not like a psych hospital counselor, but like a, you know, I, I work with business professionals and help them yeah. figure stuff out. The peacemakers lack of ambition may prevent them from going out for a promotion, especially if it is a highly sought after position or there may be office politics or conflict involved. Thing is they are great problem solvers due to their ability to see multiple points of view or avenues simultaneously. What this does is it allows them to put together solutions where everyone comes out with something they want. Even when it's not a conflict, they're able to look at all the different possibilities at one time and find the best path. Nines can also be too accommodating, and if they're not at their healthiest, they may find themselves being taken advantage of by other people at work. Uh, They also tend to downplay their own accomplishments. I can actually think of two or three people I know that are like that. That, along with their lack of ambition, keeps them from getting higher up positions, even though they would probably be really good at them. Yeah, they're the people you want there. So, 
Next, let's talk about friendship with nines. Groups and community are very important to the nine. They find their identity in the group they associate with and the communities in which they are involved. Like they, because they kind of depend on other people to make decisions for them, except for when they're at their healthiest, they tend to like identify with that community and they, they're very protective of it too. They won't be the, the center of attention in a, a group of friends, but they will be the one that everybody talks to for advice or for a friendly ear. And they'll also uh, be the ones that find compromise when people are not getting along. Nines have the ability to reconnect with people they have not communicated with in a long time. Um, this is a really awesome thing where they're able to pick up as if they saw the person yesterday and make it feel natural and comfortable. And I've experienced this with friends I haven't seen in years. Of course, I'm also like this a little bit, but I have some that just, you can pick up the conversation. It's like it never stopped. Peacemakers will always seem willing to go along with whatever the group or other person decides, even if they don't actually want to do it. Uh, if they're not careful, this can lead to a lot of resentment. Nines will not be the one to initiate activities, uh, nor to invite people out typically. But they enjoy being invited and included when others make the plans and do the initiating. Finally, let's talk briefly about relationships with nines. Peacemakers go out of their way to support those they love. They don't complain and put their partner's needs above their own. And due to their dislike of conflict, nines refuse to address issues in relationships. Their partners have to almost force them to deal with issues as those come up. I looked up how to spell that word and you wouldn't even say it. You're darn right. He doesn't want to say abhorrence. I don't know why, but <laughs> nines abhor conflict. So, you know. As <laughs> I'm a perfectionist, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it, it is very true. Like in a relationship with a nine, you basically have to like pull their opinions and what like, pull that out of them because they don't want to like address any issues and you just, you know, they have to be forced to do it. Most peacemakers are also introverted and they tend to prefer staying in over getting dressed up and going out. They prefer the close intimacy of time together at home. Yeah. Peacemakers don't want to address anything that will upset their peace. So they will ignore signs that the relationship is failing or over and push through. Or they may try some simple solution. So as basically they don't want to upset that status quo, the way things are. They don't like change. Now guys, nines bring a certain type of peace and tranquility to the world around them. They are able to see both sides in a conflict and guide the opposing views into a compromise where both come away with something they wanted. Peacemakers can have trouble with personal growth, though, because it means messing with the status quo, and that could lead to conflict. If you are a nine, remember that your thoughts and feelings and opinions do matter. You can stand up for yourself and disagree without causing conflict. Friends of peacemakers can help them by actively seeking their opinion on things and respecting them when they disagree without turning it into an argument or a conflict. Help them to see that their opinions do matter, even if they aren't the same as those around them. Now, guys, if 
you are a nine or you know a nine, which you probably do, check out the aftercast where we're going to talk about how nines can improve themselves and how you can help the nines in your life. That pretty much wraps it up. Before we close everything out, Will, what do you have for us this week for Tricks of the Trade? Well, I want to talk about conflict uh, very briefly because this is one of the things that I find very perplexing about nines is the avoidance of conflict. And I feel like if you're actually going to do something good from a engineering standpoint, from a uh, creative standpoint, from you know a policy standpoint, whatever, uh, it comes out of a conflict. It doesn't come out of a room that everybody agreed on something. Because uh, if everybody's agreeing, several of them are not thinking. There's always something. And so embrace the conflict and actually try to elicit it to some degree. Uh, if if you're in a situation like that where everybody's, you know, everybody looks like they're agreeing because there's probably somebody like this in the room. Yeah. And, and you're not going to find out the problems that are going to come up because you're assuming everybody agrees. So I just want to throw that out there, like understand that conflict does have its its role and use that role appropriately. And that's pretty much all I got. Stand by for Titanfall. If you have a question or comment, please email us at neckbeards at completedeveloperpodcast.com. Our theme music is an excerpt from Stand By for Titanfall by Pure Bells, available on SoundCloud and licensed through Creative Commons. For references, show notes, and extra tips and insights, be sure to check out the website at completedeveloperpodcast.com. Help us make the show possible by supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash podcast. You'll get extras, including a weekly aftercast where we discuss the topic of the week and bonus material with some of our patrons. You can also follow us on Twitter at CompleteDevPod, like our page on Facebook, and follow us on Instagram to keep up with news about the show. Join the conversation anytime via Slack by signing up at slack.completedevelopernetwork.com. Thanks for listening. See you next time.